Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Welcome to the 49er Faithful UK show. It's draft time. It's that magical time of the year where last season is forgotten. New talent joins the team and every fan base gets filled with hope and optimism for the season ahead. Well, maybe not the Lions and Jets. But anyway, <laughs> for our pre-draft show, we've pulled out the big guns. General Manager Lee Gowland. Vegas, baby. <laughs> Head of Player Performance, Paul Hope. Good evening, everyone. Chief of the College Scouting Network, Naji Kawar. <laughs> Hello. And second deputy junior assistant water boy, myself, Gareth Ellis. Hello. So, <laughs> it is in NFL, Vegas. Interesting. So the NFL's marketing machine gets into full gear to make the draft the hype train that it is. This year's draft will be held at Caesars on the Strip in Las Vegas. Simple question, guys. Is there a better place to be hosting the draft than Sin City? Interesting question. It's, it's an mm. interesting choice of venue considering that... Um, They've only been allowing betting on on football the last yeah. last two seasons, so it, it does raise some questions if um, Vegas is the right venue for the draft, or whether or not there's going to be some surprises, some oh my god moments there. Are the uh, college players going to handle the whole Vegas yeah. environment? Are we going to see some controversy in the run up to day one, day two, day three? Yeah. Is somebody going to? just take it a little bit too far while they're Maybe, out there yeah because yeah, because the raiders haven't got a great track records when it comes to you know rookies and young players um behaving themselves properly so well to maybe, be fair neither have we <laughs> no that's true that's true but maybe you know inviting 250 plus 20 years old in in sin city might not be a good idea. We, we, we shall see. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear some stories. And Yeah. <laughs> I, I think yeah. if you look back over the venues over the last few years, because obviously it was, it was in New York from 1965 yeah. to 2014. We had a couple of years in Chicago, over to Philly, Dallas, Nashville. Then we had the whole COVID virtual draft. Yeah. Over to Cleveland, which is probably the most depressing place on earth, even though I've never been there. It, you know what? It's, it's probably beautiful. It's probably let, let, let's just <laughs> let's just paint it in the same the same light as the football team. So it's the most depressing thing yeah. in the world. Yeah. And now you come to Vegas, all, all, all the lights and everything. It, it's going to be interesting because you look at all those venues before, and other than maybe Chicago and New York, where the people who turn up to these things, the, the drafts, the fans that decide to go up and cheer and everything like that, th those two venues there are probably party cities. What would you call yeah. them party cities? Where the others like Philly, Dallas, Nashville, Cleveland, it doesn't, it doesn't inspire you with um, images of a party atmosphere. Well, Na Nashville does a little bit because of yeah. the music scene, but uh, all the other ones don't really. I think you're right. I think I mean like. Vegas is the playground of the USA, isn't it? So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I'm sure it'll be a it'll be a show, and uh, we'll see some some crazy stuff. And the, I mean, you know, it's the NFL; they market it really well on there. So, 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 have any of you got any experience with Vegas? Have any anybody been to Vegas before? Nope, never been. Uh, no, not me. It's on uh, it's on my list. Uh, 
I'd love to get out, and the, the draft would have been ideal, of course, but there we are. Yeah. Paul? Well, it's, it's, not... it's in Detroit next year. <laughs> no, it's not somewhere I've been late. My sister's been a couple of times, and her partner is a massive sports fan. And when they were there last time before COVID, he was at a particular bar that he's kept sending me pictures of envy of, you know, you see my multi-screen set up. There's yeah. about 50 screens and it, it brought me the um, Jimmy G bobblehead back from. And, you know, as soon as I was talking to him about preparing for this, he was like, oh, I'd love to go. He said something like that where, and he was explaining to me the bars. I said, well, the NFL draft's going to be like a massive party. And he was saying yeah. anyone in the UK was lucky enough to get over for that. It'd be fantastic. So, I mean, on that note, Gareth, we are excited for our Zoom call. I know Lee's put mm. the uh, details in the group. So, yeah. Yeah. I plugged that earlier, Lee. I do my Thursday afternoon show with uh, Dan on Let's Talk Sports, and I've started to plug the Zoom call because I know it was a COVID thing, but it is quite a, a nice tradition that we It was started. amazing. Yeah, it was, so, it was a good event. It was, um, a, it was a really good time, especially it was a bit of a dark time, but, you know, I'm talking about a year ago when. <laughs> can't even yeah. remember how many lockdown two, we were in. Two, two years ago now. Two, oh, years, two ago years ago, since, yeah. yeah, sorry. Since it was the virtual one, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we talk that's, about, right, that's right. But we talk about, I think last year on the Zoom call, Lee, what Nadji's talking about when you played the greatest prank of history, <sighs> when you mouthed Mac Jones <laughs> and Nadji's feed. So there's a lot of pressure on us this year to raise the bar because, yeah. Nadji, you took that one well, mate, because... Evenly had me for a split second, but your feed was behind mine. So the pressure's well, on Gareth. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you never know. It was I mean. also a crazy draft, right? Because it was, do you remember, you know, it was the, the uh, what's his name? Penesul and the, you know, what's his name? Jamal Chase, Choice and and all that. And there was, there was lots of trades. Obviously, we were free and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be hard to top it, especially because we're not in the first round and all that. It's a bit more boring, isn't it? But well, fair, fair enough, guys. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Challenge yeah, we'll accepted. Try. I mean, well, you know, I, I, I really want to join it. I don't know if I'll be able to because work and all that is crazy at the moment. Gigs are back in full swing, so. I see. So now you're letting us down, Nadji, because I, I need to see your face if if I, I do know, manage I to know. pull something out of the bag. <laughs> I know, but it, it, day two is, is Friday, isn't it? So um, it is, yeah. So you get the day off Saturday. Well, I don't because I, I don't. Weekends are not a thing in my jobs. Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously. Um, I might be able to. I can't remember if I've got a gig or not. If I have to be in work, so if I'm if I can go in a bit later, I'll I'll probably jump in. I might not stay to the end, uh, mm. but I'll, I'll jump in for a few. Yeah. Well, the minutes. thing is, the thing is, Nadji, Lee, Gareth, you, you know, I am. I say co-running the Twitter account. Lee has graciously let me do what I want with it. And I keep seeing the tweets from um, some of the other podcasters that we all probably listen to. Um, and they've got a massive draft party. And you see they've got Fred Warner there, Eli Mitchell. And you think, oh, I'd love to go and say I'm at a party with uh, Fred Warner. But I will settle yeah. for a Zoom call with the 49er faithful UK lot. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining that way. That's, that's better than going there, isn't there? The jet lag and the money and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So yeah, so, so quickly back to Vegas. I've never been myself. I think I'm like Gareth. Did, did you say it was a bucket list item, Gareth? Yeah, yeah. More, more for my uh, uh, partner. Uh, I'd never really thought about it, but she, she's absolutely convinced me. So yeah, it's definitely on the on the list. So I, I'm along those lines. Um, to, to me, it's 
probably is a bucket list item for me. I've never been. Um, luckily enough, my youngest son, who turns 18 um, in a couple of months' time, when he turns 21, he wants to go to Vegas. And my wife couldn't care less about Vegas. She's got absolutely no no <laughs> desire to go to Vegas at all. So so hopefully I will get out of Vegas sometime. Possibly possibly when um, my son turns 21. Yeah, that'll be nice. I was always wanted to sandwich it in between, you know, going to San Francisco and then like travel out and then come back real quick. But um, <laughs> well, that's yeah. how that's how my friends went to the um, Panthers game. You know, when we wore the all whites and they gave the kettle bobbleheads where they were over on a stag to in Vegas, and the way the fixture list fell, they were, it was just easy for them to jump on a flight and go across. So, ten of my good friends have been to a game at Levi's and to Vegas so very envious of them but again they, they were all talking to me on a group chat today about oh, what would it be like to do the draft over there and a couple of them priced it up but like you said Lee bucket list anybody else who is heading out over there if you obviously let us know and if not will join us on the zoom call I'm going to keep pushing that Gareth because we're going to make this quite a, the event anyway so, what, what so, sorry, Gareth, I was just going to, yeah, 10 minutes in and we haven't even started talking about that short after itself. <laughs> Never straight down so, the hole, didn't we? So. Yeah, I was just going to go ask one more question. So look, looking at the way it's been set up this year, it's outside again. Um, so they did the same thing in Cleveland. I think they did that in um, Philly, Nashville. Yeah. I'm not so sure about Dallas. I think Dallas was actually inside at t Stadium. But it looks as though they've created basically a, um, a, a made-to-measure theater thing in a car park in in vegas so it's going to be outdoors oh. in vegas 35 to 40 degrees heat how, how do you think that's going to go down with them um, fans players press <laughs> loads of booze i reckon <laughs> not, not, yeah. that, not the day for wearing a suit i think but no. I think they've been pretty good late, but from what I've seen, with I mean, I was never one for the draft, and then last couple of years, like you said, with COVID and stuff, and the year we traded for Trey Lance, and last year when we did our mock draft on YouTube, you go back and you watch, and they've even had like fans on stage announcing the picks, and it does look like a party atmosphere. Like you said, I know people tuning in, we will get to our mock drafts, and you know, the great thing, like Gareth said, we do go down the rabbit hole, but it's why we love the NFL, Lee. it isn't just about the game, it's the social aspect, it's meeting the other fans, like you said, they're going to put on a spectacle, it's the NFL, anyone who's been to any yeah. of the London games or a game in the States, one of the criticisms of the Super Bowl, isn't it, the fair weather fans tune in, and they're like, what's the Super Bowl short half-time, and what's all this yeah. razzmatazz, so you're going to get the full American experience at the draft. And like you said, we haven't even started talking about our mock draft. Yeah, there's no players, because that's what it's all about, really. <laughs> that leads me smoothly into uh, day one <laughs> of the draft, of course, is the first round where this year the Niners have no pick, having sent our... First at the moment. At the moment. <laughs> uh, having sent our first rounder, pick number 29, to the Dolphins uh, last year to tra- trade up for Trey Lance. The Dolphins have since flipped that pick to the Chiefs for Tyreek Hill. While we can all get an early night and not staying up for day one, do, do you guys see any big draft night trades happening? And which teams do you think might pick up a new QB? Oh, I'm... someone. I, I'm, re- I'm not really high on QBs this year. I think their value has been... Because of last year, 
um, you know, having six six QB going in the first round. Or was it five? I can't remember. But it was like one, two, three, it was QB. Um, I just, I don't know. I, Kenny Pickett doesn't really, you know, light the, the scoreboard for me. And Malik Willis is a bit of a project, I think. They get a, I think they're getting up the draft board because because of the position yeah. and because team, had, team some teams are still desperate to, to you know to have a signal caller you know panthers i think the steelers could definitely use an upgrade um the giants might you know show up because they're, they're they probably have a year in lieu uh you know see what dj uh, jones can do it's not dj is uh kind of his first name now um so yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we if we saw two or three, but I also wouldn't surprise me if if one went you know in the twenties or something because the drafts are really deeper or the talent uh, which are very important as well, which is edge uh, and wide receiver again. Um, so I don't know. I, I have a feeling some some wide receivers, some quarterback is going to be uh, doing the Aaron Rodgers face and getting drop and dropping and dropping and dropping. So. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't see anybody trading up for for one. That's for sure. I mean, the Eagles and Saints trade Gareth possibly has got you thinking, and and you're right. The two names I've seen at QB is Willis and Pickett. But I suppose, like most Fortinana fans, you try not to pay too much attention to the first round. However, Lee, I have discovered on the PFF mock simulator you can force trades. I've had so much <laughs> fun with that this afternoon, gents. I've had Jimmy gone all over so we've got a pick in the first round but I did a the Jets fan that I talked to Gareth they're sitting at number four and he's not mentioned a QB at all to me it's so like like Nadji said I, I'd be surprised if either of them two go quite high up I think this year there's more of the needs that teams are looking at don't know if Lee's gonna say anything different at this point um, not too much because I think I agree with Nadji um, the, the value of quarterback this year doesn't seem great whereas value in other positions seems quite good Re- really good in fact this year so to be honest I think I, I don't know if it's going to be a bold prediction here but I think there's only going to be a maximum of two quarterbacks taken in the first round yeah yeah, okay. yeah I, I can't say any more than that because you look at the you, you look at the type of quarterbacks coming through I'm saying type the quality of the quarterback coming through and you'd be able to get them in the second round. The, the second yeah. round value quarterbacks, and I don't see anybody desperate enough to actually have to take a quarterback in the first round because it's yeah. all played out quite quite badly for us, obviously. Um, so we've missed out on um, trading Jimmy. I think there'll be mm. some trades in the first round. Don't know yeah, who's going to trade. Be, but but not, not for QB. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be for QB either. Um, as far as anybody taking, taking a QB, I think, the obvious choice is probably going to be either Carolina or the Seahawks. Well, actually, the Saints. The Saints haven't uh, moved up, or the Saints haven't gone for that uh, trade not to take a quarterback. I can see them moving up into fifth and possibly taking um, Malik Will- Willis. I think, no, I think to I, me, I he's the obvious so. one to take. They've given so much money to James Winston. I, just, I don't think... There, I think if if he slides to them at eighteen, um, you know, is that is that where they are? Yeah, 16. I think so. Yeah, sixteen or eighteen, roughly round about there. I think, yeah, I, th- I think if he's still there at nineteen, actually, they they swapped with uh, Philadelphia. So I think if if the, if he's at nineteen and 
um, they, they liked him long enough and they don't have another player higher on their list. Because uh, it, it's all about, the draft is all about that, isn't it? You have a, a list order and if the player you want uh, that's at the top of your list is there, you just take him. It doesn't matter the position sometimes. Uh, you, you make do. Um, so I, I don't know. You know, the Saints are struggling cap-wise. They're going to have to rebuild somehow. And I think the trade with Philadelphia is more about that, you know, future-proofing themselves rather than uh, making yeah. a surprise. Because Winston is, you know, he can win them games. He doesn't need to, you know, for and now lose anyway. them games. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, next year's draft will be a better QB class. And um, so, they, they, you know, depending on what they do, because, you know, I, I don't know. Um, as I said, I don't think the QBs are particularly. Uh, you know, Malik Willis would have probably be a, a third rounder la- last year. You know, after um, what was his name that went to the Vikings? Um, Kellen Mond. Yeah, I think he, I think he's worse than Kellen Mond. Is even more of a project than he is. Um, so, you know, it, it's all in the time and, and how the chips fall at the top if, before you, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I think there will be there will be trades and stuff. There's there's eight teams with more than a p- one pick, and the, and there is also eight teams without a pick in the first round. So again, depending on how, if your players that you really like is is falling down and down and down, you might make a move to try and go up a few spots and go and grab him. Um, that could that could happen. I could, I could say potentially quite a bit of activity jumping around in the first round. I think there's some teams yeah. there, particularly someone like Carolina. They've, yeah. they've got the sixth pick, I think, and, and they either going to have to spend it on one of these quarterbacks. Uh, and then they sent more picks to the Jets for Sam Darnold last year. So they've got like a third rounder and then they're into sixth and sevenths. Yeah. I can see them being sort of desperate to try and trade down to try and build up some draft capital. Um, yeah. And, you know, hopefully someone like the Niners might be able to, uh, um, profit from that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh uh, took one of the quarterbacks if if they yeah. sit and wait because surely Trubisky isn't their sort of plan A for the future. Oh, yeah. He's he's got bridge quarterback written all over him. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if if there's a couple of teams that maybe sat there and then made a move to jump up, kind of that three, four, five spaces, just to make sure that they they get the guy they want. Yeah, I agree. So, onto the real fun, which will happen on uh, day two where we have the second and third rounds, where the Niners pick at uh, 61, 93, and pick 105. As it will be quite difficult to tell which players are left available by that point in the draft, um, what, how do you think you, uh, John and Kyle will approach the draft? Will they try and trade up? Uh, and which sort of positions do you think they'll be targeting on day two? So I definitely don't think we're going to pick nine players. I think this is the same as last year. I think we had nine, nine pick, nine, eight or nine picks last year, and we ended mm-hmm. up picking six players. And that's what yeah. I think we'll pick again this year. Mm-hmm. I think round two, round two, and round three, or let, let's call it day two. I think day two is going to be full of surprises. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see the 49ers maneuvering up rather yeah. than back down. Uh, we've got pick 61 there. We, we could potentially uh, put 61, 105 together, move yeah. up into the, the, the mid-40s to the back yeah. end of the 40s and potentially take a player there that they actually like um, because yeah. we, we don't have the cap space for nine players. And to be honest, the way the roster's built, they're happy with the vast majority of the roster again. Mm. We maybe have about eight or nine spots up for grabs this year, whereas last year it was more six or seven spots. So mm-hmm. I, I think with the free agents that have come in, 
and solidify or filled gaps after we've lost free agents, um, solidify depth in certain areas. I, th- I think we're approaching the draft where we don't have a, a significant area of weakness. People talk about the cornerbacks. I think the cornerbacks have yeah. been sorted. I think we're good. Yeah. yeah, I think potentially padding out um, the safeties would be a good idea. But other than that, not really, because uh, we, we, we've taken two guard, uh, well, a guard and a tackle last year, a guard the year before. So I think the O-line is set because they've been thinking two years in advance about who they pick in the draft. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. However, <laughs> however, I'm saying that, I actually think... And I think it's going to be a very unpopular pick with 49er fans. I think we'll pick a tackle with our mm-hmm. second round pick. And I've got a feeling it's going to be a guy called Darian Kennard. Mm. Guy of uh, Arizona, is it? No. No, I think he's from Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Right, okay. Oh, I don't know him. Uh, I haven't seen his name actually around. Um yeah, I agree with you on several points. That I think, I think, I think you, I completely agree. There'll be some surprise, and we'll probably jump more than we have ever had in you know round two or three. If if you know, um, same again. If if a player that we really like is starting to get, you know, that we that we've ranked in the twenties is starting to get, you know, thirty five something, we might try and jump to to that spot so around, around forty. I, I think as I, as I said there on the last pod. I think it's a really deep draft. Like players, even still around 40, 45, uh, might you know in in another universe be first rounder, uh, depending on uh, you know how players or uh, performance at a combine and that kind of stuff shakes out, and you know agents doing their work better than others or whatever. Um, but uh, I'm gonna shock everybody saying I think the Niners will do something they've never done before, and that's take a D-line <laughs> in the second round. Uh, I think having lost DJ Jones and Arden Key, and even though we, you know, we signed Ridgeway, and I know Ken Law's coming back strong, apparently, according to Kyle, which is, you know, very promising, and I'm excited to see him full, full speed. Um, that's kind of just what we do, isn't it? Um, I think we will cut D-Ford, and... It wouldn't surprise me if we, if one of those edge rusher that's sliding down because there's so many of them this year, uh, we really like. We might just go and get him. And the name I've got is, is Cameron Thomas um, out of Stanford. Uh, I think he's he's kind of got the the length to go with Armstead. Um, uh, you know, less of the ball rush and speed and technique than Bosa's got, but he's got. Really good length, really good strength. Um, so we could slide him inside as well every now and then if he's up for that. Uh, and I quite like him as a player. I think he's got a ton of upside. And we could even maybe get him at 61 if he, if you know if his, his draft capital drops. But um, because it's edge rusher heavy, uh, we might have to jump up because people get a little trigger happy on, on edge rusher. But that's my name for the, for so the second did, round. Did you say he was from Stanford? Isn't he from Stanford? No, he's from San Diego. San Diego, San Diego State. State. That's yeah. it. Who am I thinking? Who am I thinking from Stanford? And there's Russia. Uh, not entirely sure because it? Stanford's draft class th- this particular year uh, it's isn't not, great. Uh, yeah, I don't know it's why. Very, very it's very weak. Stanford. It's uh, yeah, San Diego State. Sorry, my bad. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Sure. I've been doing so many mock drafts and looking at internet the past few days. I just uh, it's all jumbo at the moment. <laughs> He's still he's still in my thunder there, Najib. Oh, sorry. Um, no, no, it's just 
to be honest, Gareth put in the group chat this morning about the mock drafts and I kept it for today. Now, I'm glad we've gone with this style surely because I've been watching stuff on YouTube today where they do the mock draft and you can't predict it and some of the boards are unrealistic and I was kind of switching off watching. So I like the way we've done it. And I was going to say, Gareth, after the pod drops, if anybody wants to post their mock drafts, you know, either in the group, on Twitter. But I tended to focus on Edge, like you said there, Nadji, mm. and Cameron Thomas was coming. I managed to get him a couple of times. And yeah. I did it slightly different this year, Gareth. I did the mock draft and then I went and looked. And what I found, which Lee will probably back me up on this, you always tended to find the same names around the same picks. So, obviously, when we get into further down, there was one particular person. I always tended to pick up one, three, four. And it didn't matter how many times I did the mock drafts. I always found myself getting that player in. I think Lee hit the nail on the head, Gareth. We've got no glaring holes. We're in the unique position where, do we go best player available, like Nadji said? Do we go for position of need? There's going to be some huge surprises on day two. And I'm very excited as a 49er faithful UK fan to see these surprises. And I'm just looking forward to the draft. What about yourself, Gareth? Any name at 61 you're wanting? I mean, yeah, no no specific names. I think I, I kind of agree with, with Lee that tackle if, if there's a good guy that's available. And that's because we don't know how well McGlinchey is going to recover. Um, and I think with you, you're starting, well, effectively a, a rookie quarterback, his first full season, you've got to protect him. And I think other than Trent Williams, there are a few questions pretty much anywhere else, having lost Lake and Tomlinson. And of course, Alex Mack isn't going to hang around for, for more than another year. Um, uh, and Shanahan's system puts a lot of pressure on the centre to uh, uh, organise the blocking assignments and things like that. Going for either a centre who can compete for one of the guard spots and, and learn his trade from Alex Mack or a tackle who, again, can potentially cover McGlinchey or compete for a guard spot um, in his first year. Uh, I think that's a pretty sound investment because next season is going to be all about Trey Lance, basically. Um, yeah. And we, we know we've put him in a good position to succeed with the scheme and the run game and, and, the, and the offensive weapons. But we just got to keep him upright. Um, and make sure that he's he's not under too much pressure because, of course, every defensive lineman, every pass rusher out there wants to bag a, a Trey Lance on his uh, um, a hit list of people he's sacked. So uh, I, I think the offensive line, while I'm not hugely concerned about it, I think it's an area where you every team in the league can pretty much always say mm, we could strengthen our offensive line. Um, so I, I think we will potentially buck the trend and, and pick either uh, a tackle or uh, a centre, uh, knowing that we can slot them in at guard as as we might need. Here is my uh, my counterpoint to that, though, because that's exactly what we did last year, mm-hmm. and, and we didn't see Aaron Banks play all season. So I, I just think that's not a positions we're either very good at evaluating, or it's a positions we're really want to mold to our you know to ask him to what we want and that just takes time yeah um so t- taking a rookie in a second round uh, again and sitting him down is my not this year because of you know the problems you've just mentioned uh the McGlinchey and losing tomlinson and all that um it, it might just be a bit of too risky of a move from from Kyle and john and that's just not what they do uh, in general, so I'm expecting Aaron Banks to step in and and actually blow us away by 
uh, questioning, you know, we were going to be like, well, why did no player last year? <laughs> this guy's really good. And um, hopefully Brunskill can, you know, and, and McGlinchey can can be serviceable. Um, but yeah, also we don't have Jimmy anymore. Uh, it's going to be Trey. So that, that does put, you know, an extra kind of variable into the mix, which could, could play there. Um, yeah, I mean, I had tackle as well. I think it's a need. Uh, a guard or a tackle, I think is well. We definitely need one. Yeah, and I, I think that pick will tell us a lot about how the uh, how the coaches feel about the offensive line guys that we've mm. got. Because because Jalen Moore didn't do too badly. Yeah. I think people forget he spotted for uh, Trent Williams in the Week 18 game against the Rams and That's was true, yeah. pretty anonymous, which is a pretty good thing when when you're up against uh, the Super Bowl winning pass rush. So yeah. so he clearly he's got some talent there. So I think that. That pick, if it's not O-line, I think, well, we could always take a, a, a prospect later. But I think that will tell us a lot about how, how they're feeling. Um, so on to day three. Day three of the draft is rounds four to seven, with the Niners having a fourth, fifth, three sixths and a seventh round pick. John and Kyle have made good use of these late rounders to find hidden gems like Kittle and last year Elijah Mitchell. Assuming we take at least three picks on day two, how many players do you think we'll take overall? Um, and where will we find good value in those later rounds? So I think we'll take six in total. I don't think we'll take any more than six. Um, we, we're going to use our draft picks to move up and get players of better value. Um, and as, as far as who we target on day three, I'm, I'm half expecting a linebacker on day three. Yeah, me too. See, when I was doing this, Gareth, this pick, pick 93, I tended to go for a centre and I kept picking up Donovan West from Arizona State. Mm. And when I'm flicking through my multiple mock drafts, because what's great about doing this show, we've all got a similar mindset about, like Lee said, a tackle, Gareth said a guard. I mean, I've got guard later on, um, but it just depends, doesn't it? I agree with Lee. I don't think we're picking nine players, but um, what, what about yourself? What Where are you focusing your attention at this pick, Gareth? Well, that means you can never really tell in the, in rounds four to seven, particularly if we've bundled up a couple of those sixths or, or even the fourth and fifths to move up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether uh, Shanahan can help himself um, about taking a wide receiver and a, a running back in the in the later rounds. Um, yeah. That that could could be interesting. And and to be honest, we've got good value out of those positions uh, uh, later on. I I think there is still potentially a spot to be won uh, at safety. Um, and potentially it will be interesting to see whether there's a, a another tight end. Well, I know we've recently re-signed uh, Rostwelly and they seem pretty happy with Charlie Warner, who seemed to have perhaps taken over that tight end two spot from Dwelly. So perhaps that's that's an area where they won't target. But I think with, with these late round picks, you can really just go for 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 a project player or or someone that you like uh, their attitude or, or something that you've seen. Well, he's rough around the edges, but we can work with that. Um, and you can you can really go for the for the player um, and and kind of forget the position because as as Lee said, I don't think we have those glaring holes that that we've got to fill. Uh, so hopefully, uh, I think we've seen over the last few years, John and Kyle, I think have improved their drafting. Of players since uh, since their first sort of year, maybe second year as well, uh, and I think we get we're going to get some good value, and I wouldn't be surprised that we find another uh, gem like Mitchell uh, in one of the late, later rounds. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I agree, and I I I think Kyle will definitely pick another wide receiver and and yeah. probably another running back. How high we're gonna take those guys, whether it's ninety three or you know one of those like one seven two down down the line, um, will tell us what they think about whatever position. You know, uh, I think there's a big unknown on our running back room. Uh, room. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell had a, an amazing season, but was this a one-off? Because defenses didn't really know what to expect. Um, obviously, the the offense is going to be different with Trey. So, do we need a, a different skill set? Um, what does he think about Trey Sermon? Is there a bust, and we got, we need to move on? Um, and then, a hasty can't seem to be staying healthy. So, is that something we need to address and maybe replace? And then, hasty is more make it through camp or something uh, and obviously Wilson is kind of in the same boat a little bit uh, being the veteran so th- there's that room I think the wide receiver could definitely use a bit of depth um, you know you're one injury away from re-signing Mohamed Sanu basically um, so is that, is that the route you want to go down I'm not quite sure but I think 93 is going to tell us what uh, I think it'll be one of those two, maybe a corner, an equal, like a, a project. And I think I agree with you. Or, or if they really like a, a player, like a tight end or one, a linebacker, they'll they'll pick him there. But yeah, I can I can see a a wide receiver here or, or a running back. I really like Pierre Strong Jr. of the South South Dakota. I think he might drop a bit further down, but around the around the fourth round, third round would be good. Big big good pick. That's it. So, anybody uh, got any other uh, valuable draft insights? <laughs> I was going to say, when Nadji was talking wide receiver there, I'm not sure if you guys have seen the breaking news today that Debo Samuel has unfollowed <laughs> yeah. us on social media and yeah. changed his profile pictures. And to make you chuckle, Gareth, my friends who are fans of other teams have been texting me all day trying to get me to bite. You know, are you panicking? Are you worried? And I'm not worried, but when Nancy said wide receiver there, I thought I might just address the elephant in the room that Debo's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's getting paid. And, and you're right, Nadji, like you said, Shanahan, he's not going to be able to help himself, in my opinion. He's going to look at a wide receiver. He's going to look at a running yeah. back. You know, Kinlaw, are they going to look at drafting someone to give Kinlaw some help because he's not fully healthy? And I'm just looking forward to it, Gareth. Um, and like you said, it's... I would urge anyone who's doing the mock drafts to to post them, or at least on Twitter, or share them, because you're rightly, they are highly addictive. Tracy came in from work at half five, and she was like, what are you doing? Star, we're we're doing the pod tonight. How many of them have you done? I was like, you don't want to (laughs) know. I shared a couple in our group chat, and like you said, Lee, that fast trade button, oh, it was brilliant. Jimmy was going all over earlier on, Gareth, but uh, yeah. Do we think the real Jimmy will go anywhere over draft weekend? Yes. No, um, no, I don't. So no, I, I, I did don't. make the prediction at the start of the year that Jimmy will get traded on um, the first day of the draft, but obviously that's not going to happen now that he's had surgery. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah it's the surgery. Yes, uh, it's it, an incredibly it's... long shot now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, we talked about it last time. I think the only thing would be a law offer that we finally, have, you know, agreed to. You know, for the fifth round or sixth round, something like that. Uh, a Mary Cooper style. We just want to get rid of the contract. It's more or, likely we trade Debo Samuel on on the first uh, round of the draft. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, I agree. So it's not happening. 
as was mentioned earlier, we will be hosting uh, a live 49er Faithful UK Zoom for day two of the draft. There is an event on Facebook. Uh, do people need to sign up for that, Paul? How do people get the link? Um, I'd, yeah, at least put the event in the yeah, Facebook group page. Um, for those people who are listening who are not in the Facebook group, if you hit the 49er Faithful account on Twitter, send us a DM and we'll arrange that. But yes, you have to register, Gareth, get the link. And then obviously on the night, I think Lee set it for about a half, 10, 11 yeah, o'clock did, yeah. start. So does that sound all right, Lee? I might yeah, that sounds about you right, as the I'm, details, I'm, mate. I'm convinced that the uh, the start of day two is midnight on the Friday night because it's one hour earlier than what round one starts and that's always one o'clock in the morning. Um, so I thought 90 minutes before the first pick in uh, round two, we can all have a good um, chat yeah, about what we expect. Stuff I didn't like realise it was that early. I might actually be able to make that. Mm. Well, it'll be good to see your face. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after last year, mate, like you said, the pressure's yeah. on for us to top it. But yeah, like you said, Gareth, obviously um, I'm right in thinking we may not be recording too many pods between now and then unless anything breaking news um, happens and you know, I appreciate you allowing me, Lee, to self-promote in the group because I am trying to keep myself active whilst off work. I've got another three weeks with the boot on. Um, it is healing how it should be, but I am a lot more active, Gareth, watching all the shows and doing the mock drafts and, and on social media. So if anyone's struggling to get the link, just drop me a message. I'll be around. Yes, yeah, so it will be, will be great to see a load of the UK faithful, so better get those bottles of Fireball in. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> so thanks to everyone who listens to the show. Like and subscribe and do all that stuff that makes us feel special. And don't forget the YouTube channel. You can find it by searching for 49 of Faithful UK. I think we'll be back with probably a post-draft analysis, unless there is any sort of groundbreaking news uh, between now and then. Um, probably, I guess, that's going to be in early May. No doubt the hype train will be pulling into town and we'll have a look at uh, the roster for the Super Bowl winning season. Until then, hope to see you all on the Zoom. Stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget.